Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody. It is 1234 in Edmonton. Just before we go to Louis DeBrusque, uh, I want to read a text on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. Here we go. Uh, and the, it comes, uh, uh, the text, is the guy going with the handle Oilers hater? Is that what he's going with? I don't know. Uh, anyways, it's a 7880 exchange. So far in your broadcast, no mention about uh, Bouchard, Bob. Why don't you talk about the Bouchard giveaway behind the net that resulted in the Arizona goal? You're so in love with this guy. He's so brutal, so weak with the puck. He's so bad. When the real pressure is on in the playoffs, he's going to end up costing the Oilers with his weak play. It's sad to see how bad Ethan Bear was treated after the loss to Winnipeg a few years ago. He was run out of town, says this texter. Hopefully Bouchard's given the same treatment that Bear endured. Why don't you share this text with your listeners? I'm pretty sure the majority of them would agree. You probably won't share this because you're so in love with Bouchard. Can't be saying a bad thing about him now, can we? All right, well, thank you for your enlightening text. Um, Over the course of the last two seasons, Evan Bouchard is 20th in the National Hockey League in five-on-five scoring. There was a... uh, that's five-on-five five scoring for defensemen, 20th in the league during that stretch. Um, there was a piece written, uh, was it Stony Oil? Did a, I believe it was Stony Oil did a breakdown on Bouchard's giveaways in the first half year and said he was actually responsible for half as many giveaways per 60 minutes played as he was the year before. It's just that they weren't getting the stops. Evan Bouchard is going to turn the puck over. He he has the puck a lot. I would suggest to you, it is my belief that Evan Bouchard has a higher ceiling than Ethan Bear to the texter. But what do I know? You're entitled to your opinion. I read your uh, text, and we are going to bring aboard for GCL Diesel. And uh, our friends at GCL Diesel providing genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices since 1972. GCLDiesel.com. We welcome back to the show Louis DeBras. Louis, how you doing? I'm doing well, Bob. How are you doing today? Good. All right. Uh, do you agree or disagree? Do you think Bouchard's got a higher ceiling than Ethan Bear? Well, first off, lighten up, Francis, whoever that was that sent that message. Um, turnovers are part of the game, and every single player in the game turns a puck over. I think you have to weigh the good and the bad in every situation. Um, 
Yeah, and if I was you, I wouldn't put another one of his posts on your show if that was me, to be totally honest. Um, it's one thing to have an opinion about someone, but obviously this guy doesn't like Evan Bouchard, so that's fine. You're allowed your opinion, and my opinion is, well, keep your opinion to yourself. <laughs> that's the way I look at it. I just don't understand why there's such a hate on for him. But I think, honestly, what I'm seeing from Evan Bouchard since Tyson Berry's left and Matthias Ekholm have come on board, I mean, he let all, he let all defensemen in ice time. Um, two games ago. I don't know what his final was last night in ice time. I know that it was quite a bit. But this is a second-year defenseman. Let's put that in perspective here. This is only a second full year. So what are we always talking about with defensemen? 300 games. Yeah, it's about 300 games. It's about reps. It's about getting out there. I'm seeing some strides in Evan Bouchard's game. I see completely opposite of what this gentleman's seeing um, in the sense that I think Evan Bouchard is trending up. So, yeah, that's what I think. Uh, Evan Bouchard played 24-13 last night. Uh, there were people uh, around, uh, I, you know what, I mean, Nurse and Bear had a pretty successful season together in 1920. Ethan Bear stepped up after Adam Larson got hurt. Unfortunately, the 2021 season did not go as well, and Evan Bouchard ended up being healthy scratched as the Oilers played Caleb Jones and Ethan Bear more, and those guys ultimately ended up gone after the 21 uh, offseason. So, and I, and I just, I got to say this I'm cheering for Ethan Bear. I'm going to be intrigued to see what contract he gets with the Vancouver Canucks. Listen, I, again, I don't even, you're, you're, you're following the advice of somebody that obviously has a distorted view on things. Yes. So, Evan Bouchard has put up 43 points in this league already once in his first full season. Louis, Louis, he's like, like he's, I'm not. We're not comparing. We're not comparing Evan Bouchard, Ethan Bear. Sorry, we're just not doing yeah. it. Uh, uh, so Bush, end of story. Yeah. Sorry, end of story. I don't even want to have that conversation. All right, there we go. End of story. We've had enough. We're done. Uh, yeah. He, uh, all right, move on. Evan Bouchard's twentieth in the NHL, five on five scoring for defensemen the last two years. That's that's the number right there. He's top twenty in the there league. There you go. Do you, do you need to say anything else? I guess he's not. working on his game. He's working on his game. He's got a veteran, very solid defenseman that he's been playing with. And I know they shuffled some things up last night and moved some defense pairings around. This is a young player figuring out his way. And I think since he's had more of an opportunity with, I said, Tyson Berry gone and with Ekholm coming on board, yeah. him quarterbacking the power play, that's the one area I would say that Evan needs to get a little more assertive in. That's the only critique I have of this game. But he can make the plays. It's not... It's just a matter when you're when you're on the the power play with, you know, especially that trio across the middle or and Zach Hyman or Evander Kane in front of the net. There's so many options for you to want to give that puck to. A lot of times it's hard to just take control and do things yourself. I thought there was a couple times last night with the way Arizona was penalty killing. He could have just just snuck in a little bit and looked for that one good opportunity to rip it and demanded the puck a little bit. And I think once he starts doing that, the one thing Tyson Berry, in my opinion, did this year that he didn't do as much last year, did more the year before when he led all defensemen in scoring, was shoot the puck. He was, he was tickling the rafters, letting that puck go, very confident in that shot, and as a result, it created the chaos, collapsed the box, spread things out. That allowed the top players to do what they do best, and that's tic-tac-toe, move it around in fine lanes and good opportunities. So when Evan starts to throw that right hand, I like to call it out there every once in a while, just to, to see if it connects, 
um, it, it'll keep the, the penalty kills a little bit more honest. Uh, and that's something that we're seeing him develop each and every day. But there's no question he's completely capable of doing it. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm seeing a confident player right now. I'm seeing a confident player that's toe-dragging people in the middle of games on a hard forecheck. I mean, uh, Doe Fan came in an aggressive forecheck last night, and he literally toe-dragged him right in the middle of the ice and said, yeah, good luck with this walk them came up the ice so you're starting to see those things and i'll make one more comment on that on that gentleman's uh message i thought he started to play his best hockey in the playoffs last year when it mattered the most i thought when it started to get tougher yeah. is when evan bouchard started to come out even and play even better so uh, i'm not i'm not ready to totally throw a, a second year defenseman under the bus right now for a few turnovers yeah uh I, I think of that calgary series i think he had three goals in that series and that was i mean calgary tried. Well, i thought he was good against the avalanche too i mean listen yeah. there was there was obviously some explosions defensively in that colorado series but you could say the same for the other team too there was you know listen that was that was a high octane fast things happen fast type of series i thought edmonton could have still won a couple of those games easily if they would have had a bounce or two and made it a series and never know once you get into games you know five six and seven but uh yeah you know listen everybody's entitled to their opinion we're entitled to ours absolutely all right louis uh one of the opinions that ev- virtually everybody shares it is spectacular what we're watching on a nightly basis was 97 oh. isn't it yeah you know it's hard not to just sometimes sit back and take it in and kind of giggle a little bit i, I don't I've, I've actually been giggling every game with some of the stuff we're seeing happen on the ice and it's just i don't know if you're a hockey fan it's just even if you're not a hockey fan it, this has got to make you a hockey fan just watching what they're doing on the ice and i know i hear the narrative you know it's seattle it's san jose it's arizona yeah well, these teams are, are guns ablazing right now. They're they're not they're not holding back. They're playing hard. They're checking hard. I like what you said in the panel last night, Bob. Both San Jose and Phoenix are two of the hardest checking teams we've seen in a while play Edmonton. They were man on man. They were right on Edmonton the whole night. They did not give them a lot of time and space and they had to grind and work to win those hockey games. So whether you're talking about elite skill or grinders like myself that are ham and eggers it, the one thing that rebuilding teams and young teams hang their hat on, and I said this last night, is the number one thing is they're going to have a work ethic. Every team that's rebuilding and trying to find an identity, the first thing you're trying to lock down is your work ethic. This is how we play. Every single night, this is how we forecheck. And you have to expect that when you're playing those teams. And in that situation, I think Edmonton did a pretty nice job of weathering that because that can take you really off guard and they'll catch some teams off guard. And uh, finding a way to win three tough games. That, that's what I look at over this last three-game set. Louis DeBrus joining us for GCL Diesel. Guests and Oilers now receive certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow Sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Chris and Chef Eltoff that Oilers now sent you. All right, Louis. Uh, open, uh, by the way, Tuesday through Sunday from 5 until 10 p.m. Louis, uh, Leon Dreisaitl, the, the assist that he had on the third and the fourth. Yeah. Goal, four assist performance. Uh-huh. It was, uh, I mean, it was filthy, the stuff he was dealing last night. You know, it was, it, and it was all night. It was all night. And I heard Rob Brown. I always listen to the show after the game, driving home, just to listen to. Uh, I like to listen to what Rob has to say. He's got such a great great feel of the game and understanding what's going on out there. And one of the things he said that I picked up on, and I, you know, it, it's so true, is just with Leon, he's big enough that he can kind of suck you into thinking that you've got him. And then the next thing you know, 
he he already knew. I watched it, and, and I love watching them when Leon and Connor are on the ice. And this is just how I watch the game. I don't know how other people do it, but when I'm watching the game, and I'm especially in overtime with lots of ice, I knew that Leon had seen Connor up the ice already, but he doesn't let you know that. See, the great passers in the game, all they need is a little glance of where you're going. They don't have to stare down and go, okay, what's the line he's taking? Where is he going? I mean, he took one little peek, and then once he knew that Connor was taken off, he did exactly what Rob said he did. He, he went into the traffic, you know, disguised he was going one way, and then did the spin around a backhand pass right onto the tape of a flying full-speed McDavid, which I know he makes it look easy, but that is a world, world-class pass. And then to go retrieve the puck again, steal, and give him a second breakaway in a row. Um, it's just amazing stuff, Bob. I, I honestly am losing words to explain it. It's super fun to watch. It's exciting to watch. And I think that every single Oiler fan should be, you know, just – you know, rubbing their hands together, licking their chops about what's what's going to come in the future with these players because I just think we're just seeing a little bit of it um, as to what they can really bring to the table, and they're starting to peak and find ways to win at the right time. It's never going to be easy. They're not all going to be clean. They're not going to be 8-2 games. You have to find a way to win, and sometimes it's going to be ugly, and the playoffs are no different. You're going to have to win ugly sometimes, and I think these games will help Edmonton down the stretch when they start to play, for instance, the Vegas Golden Knights on Saturday. Teams like that where you come into it and know that it's a better team, but at the same time you still have to have the same mentality of going out there and try and win two points any way you can. Louie, the only team with more points since Christmas than the Edmonton Oilers is the Boston Bruins. Who there you go. Right? Uh, the Oilers have yeah, 52 you know, like, points. They're tied for second in points since so, Christmas. They got a 703 winning percentage. Is this a good hockey team? I mean, that's 37 games, Louie. Yeah. You know what's amazing? I think that we get caught up in. And, it's, and I understand it. There's been some real lean years here in Edmonton, so I understand the pain. I understand the, stand the suffering. I truly do. I live here, too. We've covered this team for a long time, you and I. And listen, we've seen the ups and downs, and it's been mostly downs. So I understand the negativity, and I understand that caller's frustration, maybe a little bit more direct than you know it needed to be. But I, I, I understand why people are still very high on the anxiety chart uh, with this team because they want so desperately and badly for this team to win and that's any fan base I understand it completely but 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 on the other side I look at this team and I'm saying are we maybe are our expectations too high for this team sometimes because of going to the conference final last year they're still moving forward and developing they're switching pieces out they are getting better the league's getting better this isn't the same league that it was last year there's teams that have improved as well that are grinding and make it very difficult and you have to tip your hat to those organizations but I think Edmonton's in a comfortable spot I really do once you get into the playoffs it's it doesn't really matter where you see now I know I, I listened to Connor last night after the game and I know that obviously in their mentality they want to finish as high as possible finish with home ice advantage would be great home ice advantage in the first round is even better but you know what the objective is to get in there and there's still enough games left here for them to do some damage and climb up the chart even higher and that's what I'm sure they're going to try and do and that's all you can do that's the mentality you have to have but I would rather see a team struggle, work through a game, win games the way they are right now than just absolutely flying through right now like no big deal ripping on teams because it doesn't dig into that character and dig into that drive to complete the game any way, shape, or form. I really do. I believe these games create that adversity and and set the tone and set the, the level of what you need to play at down the stretch and into the playoffs. And these are, these will all be tough games down the stretch. And those are, those are to harden you and prepare you for the playoffs. And I like what Connor said. 
the fact that it's 60 goals, it's amazing that we got to sit in that building and watch Connor McDavid score his 60th goal of the season um, in overtime to win a hockey game. I mean, you don't get many opportunities to see a player put a 60th goal in the net. It hasn't happened that much in, in the course of the, of the NHL history. So it, it was pretty uh, pretty neat driving home last night thinking about what we witnessed, and there's just more to come. Louie, when you're at ice level, and I'm not at, you know, I'm up in the eighth floor, as you know. When you're at ice level, you're down there between the benches. Can you maybe equivocate to our... Uh, listeners, like how fast he is, and I mean, and obviously the yeah. game's fast there. But is he on another level? Like, is it is it yeah. no, completely? It's, obviously, it's noticeable up top. But what's yeah, it like no, when you're right at the ice level? <laughs> Again, I, I find myself smiling and giggling a lot because. I've been around this game for a while now, and I've seen a lot of fast skaters played against a lot of fast players, played with a lot of fast players, and I, I always—I've said this before—and I, I watch him come out. Of, I watch him come out of that tunnel every single period just for the warm-up, for the start of every period, and he explodes off that bench. Like he literally explodes on the ice, and I kind of—I find it comical. I just think that that's just the way he does it. He doesn't. It's the way he's done it his entire career. And we're, we've just kind of gotten used to it. But I can tell you that people, when they watch him for the first time, are amazed by it. They go, wow, this guy just literally skated around everybody. I'm like, yeah, he kind of does that almost every game a couple of times. Like, you know, if you give him you give him any space, he's got that killer instinct to attack you. He's going to he's going to try and expose the weakness if it's there. But I think, again, where he's really where he's matured as a player is he finds his ways and times to do that at the appropriate times. He doesn't... I think early in his career he was winding it up more. I think he would try and do a little bit more himself. I think he's he's trusting his teammates more, which is, uh, I mean, you're the best player in the game, and obviously he's got a running mate, Leon Dreisaitl, who I agree with Rob Brown last night, too. He said, bang on. I, he said, you know, if if Connor wasn't around, we might be talking about Leon as the best player in the game, and I, I don't, I can't argue with him. I, I, I'm like, yeah, you're right. He's gonna, you know, he's got a career high in points, and he's gonna bust that and shatter that this year again. It's his 400 point season. I mean, Connor and Leon, the things they're doing right now in the modern game, in the last 25 years, I mean, they're they're doing things that nobody's done, and that's uh, that's pretty incredible to watch. But when I'm sitting down there on the bench, I am I am amazed at how fast he is, Bob. And I've talked about it at length to people that you think you're, you think that they're fast until you get right down at their level and you watch it. And the decisions that have to be made at that speed, I understand why number one players make mistakes, why officials make mistakes, and yes. it does give you a reality check when you're down there on the bench. Because I miss a lot. I miss a lot typically, but I miss more when I'm down between the benches. And I'll take that though. I'll take the fact that I'm going to miss a little bit more because of the excitement of it. it you're right in the mix and you have to be on your toes and you have to be alert at all times because there's pucks and sticks and bodies and everything that could come your way in that bench so you're completely dialed in which which forces you to be very very honed into what's going on and i like that feeling i like being involved right in the game and i imagine it's the same for the coaches on the bench when they're there you're right in you're in the heartbeat of the game being right down there at ice level but there is no question to answer your question um he is by far the fastest, and there is there is there is a noticeable degree of separation in how he skates and and how fast he is. Louis, great stuff. Uh, we'll see you down at practice tomorrow. 
Sounds good, bud. That is Louis DeBras for GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices since 1972. GCLDiesel.com. When we come back, uh, we'll get to the Oilers Now injury report, and I'll bang off some texts on the Ashley Five Floors text line. You're listening to Oilers Now. Let's go to the Oilers Now Injury Report, presented all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Dylan Holloway is back in Bakersfield. He basically rehabbed for a couple weeks here in Edmonton, banged up his shoulder. Um, I think there's a distinct possibility we will see Holloway here after uh, the season ends. Don't forget, come playoff time, there's no salary cap. He's obviously going to get some games in down in Bakersfield, and they could use his help. There's no question there. Ryan McLeod still has not skated yet with the main group. He's been out with an upper body injury. Ryan Murray, uh, not an imminent return dealing with a back injury. Again, that's the Oilers now injury report for James H. Brown injury lawyers. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang of James H. Brown. Proud supporters of the Edmonton Oilers. The Edmonton Elk who uh, Trent played for the Edmonton Eskimos, was a two-time CFL All-Star, and the University of Alberta. For you golfers, if you're looking for a bucket list experience, you can join New West Travelist October and Golf World Famous Pinehurst in North Carolina, home of the 2024 U.S. Open as part of a five-day golf getaway. Your Pinehurst golf package includes airfare by private charter with an open bar, meals, four-night spectacular combination, five rounds of golf, including the stunning U.S. Open course at Pinehurst. Space is limited. Reserve your tee time. Reach out to New West Travel, newwesttravel.com. Brendan, uh... We can go a couple different paths uh, upcoming in the open line segment. We're going to go fully interactive between 105 to 130. Because I, I don't know if we really... Have we discussed whether or not... Uh, we had spec on on Tuesday, um, but it was after the open line segment. We talked a bit about where we're going with fighting in the game. And I know we got a bunch of texts. Where's your headspace at? Do you think it's just going to inevitably go away of like the dodo bird, or do you think that there will always be an outlet at the NHL level to drop the flippers? I cannot foresee a situation in which the players allow the rules to then litigate fighting out of the game. There's no way. There's no way. There has to be. Even if it ends up that it's not a five-minute major, it ends up being a game misconduct the way it is around, without, around whatever. Without it's got, a it's suspension. Yeah. So uh, both Speck and me watched fighting get taken out of university sport. And then five foot ten, five foot eleven guys ran around and cross check and stuck guys and chirp guys with very little accountability. What I want to know from you as listeners to the show, and you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We can talk about the Oilers, uh, but we can also have a conversation a little bit about, um, you know, do the players still need to be able to place themselves? And have we seen in leagues where they've taken fighting out how it's actually worked against? Uh, protecting the players. 780-496-0063 will engage in that conversation after a global news weather traffic update. Randy Kilburn.